Hello everyone, my name is Jen Torres and I am a God, and so are you. Like many of you, I was raised to believe that if I just prayed hard enough, God would save me. As it turns out, that was actually true. I saved me. At the age of 15, I became pregnant with a beautiful baby girl who dropped in just in time to save my miserable life. This was my first awakening. This podcast is about all of the words and listening to those words to begin to envision what is possible. Because sometimes, as individuals, we feel we need to know everything, have it all together, and be everything all of the time. But that's why we live in a world filled with other people. Each person holds a piece of the puzzle. It's about being open to new information, new ideas, and new perspectives. We're going to talk about all of the topics surrounding what it takes for you to step into your God Goddess. Journey with me as we uncover all things living self-actualized and in your inherent divine God state. This podcast is about doing whatever it takes to develop and nourish the God in you. You, you, I just want to start this episode off by welcoming and introducing Dr. Clarita on the show. Thank you so much for being with us. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm so excited to have her on because I just actually randomly found her on Instagram and thought she was hilarious. And so I'm just watching all of her memes, which by the way, one of them just went insanely viral. I'm talking like half a million views more now. So you have to check her out online. We're going to put all of her handles at the bottom in the show notes of the podcast. But I just wanted to start out by saying that she is beautiful, hilarious, spiritual. And at the same time, she's very like she's a doctor. So at the same time, she's this earthly element, which is interesting to me because it's funny when I found you, like I said, I was just like, Oh my God, she's spiritual, hilarious, awesome. And then I'm like, Oh shit, she's a doctor. And she like does all this other stuff. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, I love her so much. So I just want to start this off. I, I would love it if you would just talk a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What was your upbringing? Tell us about who you are. Yeah, there's a lot to say. I'm like, where do we start? But yeah, I think my upbringing had a lot to do with where I am now and where I probably am now. Now I will be somewhere else in the next, you know, 20 years or so. But I was a Navy brat. My dad was a doctor in the Navy for over 30 years. Like he was an officer. And so we moved around a lot as a kid, you know, those, those military families. And he was very invested in like hierarchy and like rank and order. And, you know, he was an endocrinologist. So he was very, he's very, very smart. And he was very interested in like helping people. And my mom is an occupational therapist. And so she's also in the health, you know, in the health field and rehabbing people and things like that. And I have uncles who are dentists. And so like, it was kind of a medical family and not so much in like a, you have to go to like medical school or anything like that. But just the feeling of like, you know, we need to take care of our health and like support people in their healing. And, you know, it looked very different from my mom to my dad, but there was always that health aspect that we were aware of in our household growing up. And I'm one of three, one of three girls. I'm the, I'm the dreaded middle child. (laughs) So I always do things a different way. Growing up, you know, whenever we got sick or something, my dad would be like, okay, let me get something, you know, from the hospital pharmacy or something. 
something. And my mom would be like, well, maybe we have something in the garden <laughs> that you can take to alleviate like your digestive upset or whatever. So it was very much the balance of the yin and the yang growing up in, you know, especially as a middle child too. And as a daughter of a, a black doctor and like a white occupational therapist. So I've always been somewhat outside of the norm, um, which at, you know, growing up was a little bit of a, you know, didn't feel so great. But now I'm like, that is what helped kind of mold me into who I came to be and who I'm here to support. So all that to say, after I stopped like fucking around in my twenties and just like working and partying and like all that stuff, I was like, you know what? I really want to support people, but I didn't know what that looked like. I don't know, maybe six or nine months researching different like holistic health careers. Cause I knew I didn't want to go into straight Western medicine like my dad. And there was something, I think I had started like doing Bikram yoga at the time and I met some other people that were very into Ayurvedic cooking. And I was like, all right, there's there's like more here for me to, to learn about, to support the integration of the mind-body-spirit because that, for me, I've always been very intuitive. And that, to me, was kind of like the missing piece of like Western medicine. When I found some, a friend of mine was going to school at that point for Chinese medicine. And I was like, I never even thought about that as an option. And so I was like, let me buy you lunch. And I took her to lunch. And by the end of the lunch hour, I was like, okay, <laughs> I have to check this out. And I did. And I like quit, I think the three jobs I had at the time and went back to school full time. And it's just a, been a continual like growth, like pattern in like what I do since then. Wow. I love that so much just because you don't get that too often. And so I wish you lived closer to me. Um, when we talked uh, like a week or two ago, we were kind of reminiscing. Well, you were talking about how you were like in Chicago and I'm like, I'm not too far from Chicago. Um, but now you're, you've moved into a different area. So, but I always think about that. I'm like, I wish there are more people like you who have both, who have this deeper understanding of Western medicine and why it's important. And also under this deeper understanding of there is this holistic way, there is this other way of doing it. So how, how did you sort of get into the holistic wellness world? I mean, like, was there ever anything where you personally got sick or anything? Or was it or was it just like this more of this greater awareness that you wanted to go into a deeper, more spiritual, holistic path? Great question. I was not expecting that. But I'm like, holy cow, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Two things happened to me at once. So when I had moved from the Pacific Northwest, I grew up a lot of my, my years outside of Seattle. When I moved from Seattle area to Chicago, my nervous system became so overwhelmed with just like the intensity of the city. Cause I like, you know, there were like trees and I used to go hiking and like all of this outdoor stuff, which was very grounding for me. And then I moved to the city and I was like, what is happening? Like insomnia, like, like crazy. I started having some issues with my heart and like tachycardia issues where I could just go from like a normal heart rate of like, you know, 75 beats a minute to like 150, 160, 170 within a split second of like within one heartbeat and that freaks you out. <laughs> so there were all, there was kind of like a mult, like those two things going on at the same time. And I was like, I need to figure out what's going on in that quest of trying to figure out what was going on. Took me probably like seven years or so. I want to say between five and seven years. Cause everybody was 
like, oh, you just have anxiety. Oh, you're, it's just in your head. And I was like, well, fuck you. <laughs> you can clock this heart rate. You can see like what is happening on an EKG. And I was like, it's not just anxiety. So, you know, I started to kind of like piece together the things that were working for me. And I was like, okay, so like my sleep is really important. Hydration is really important. Like there were certain physical things with the physiology that I needed to support myself with. And, you know, at the at that time they were like, well, you can take medication like beta blockers or calcium channel like blockers, which, you know, decrease your blood pressure, which have an impact on your heart rate, or you can have sort sur- like surgery. And I was like, no, I don't want, and from a Chinese medicine perspective, like the heart is like the emperor, you know, it's the, it's your fire organ that like helps to keep everything else going. The thought of having a surgery, like on my heart, I was like, oh no, <laughs> it's not that bad. Cause this wasn't something that was happening daily. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything where I was acutely like in the hospital or not able to do certain tasks. And all that to say, that is what helped me really identify with people and like, okay, there are these subtle things that are happening in the body that are influenced by the environment or the food that you're putting in your body or the things that you're watching. And also there is this physical aspect that you have to kind of understand how like your your body like works like your actual anatomical and physiological conductivity electrical conductivity of the body actually works and so kind of putting those together is kind of one of the things that um, led me into being more interested in holistic medicine because the benefits of some of the more holistic practices like grounding or meditation or things like that are so so beneficial to the body what a journey to be able to have that deeper understanding. I feel like there's always something like there's always something that kind of trips us up on our path. And at, at the time, it feels like such a pebble in our shoe. But then later on in our journey, we realize that it's for a greater purpose. So I love I mean, I, I hate that you went through that. But I also recognize the greater impact it made on your life and what you the reason why you do what you do now. So what are your thoughts on the current medical systems that we have now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'll try not to get too ranty, but there is a there is a place for everything. I'll I'll start by saying that the way the medical system is set up right now, I don't think it's sustainable at all unless it's ready for a big change. Because you know, medicine, especially in the United States, it's big business. It is a it is a for profit business, and a lot of people don't realize that it is a for profit business. So that is what they're that you know that is what the bottom line or the bottom line is important to them in that way. And as much as there are well meaning people and well meaning doctors inside of that system, it is not set up for the most part for patients to to win because it only has a couple solutions. And you know that saying, if everything if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> and it is like, well, the only nails that they have usually are like drugs, you know, pharmaceutical drugs, you know, cutting people in certain ways, surgeries and things like that. And there is not enough focus given on the preventative aspect of health and well-being. Emer- or Western medicine is great because it is great at, it really shines at emergency medicine, which we need as humans with physical bodies. Like we need emergency medicine. However, 
as a preventative medicine practice or a health affirming, like health affirming business, it sucks. <laughs> it's horrible. And so it is that leaves each individual person to be their own health advocate. And most of the time that is not happening, unfortunately, because people don't know, like they don't know what they know. They don't know. And if they, if there is not the education around the things that you can do to support your holistic health and well-being or the options for preventative health, then people will not apply those to their apply those to themselves. So that leaves them thinking like very, very narrowly and like pigeonhole them into these, you know, certain things where it's like, okay, I'm just going to keep getting on more medications as I get older, or, you know, surgery is my only option for X, Y, Z. And, you know, really that's not the case. And so holistic medicines, the ones that have been around for a long time, like Ayurvedic medicine, whole, um, Chinese medicine, um, which like falls under, acupuncture falls under that. Um, and like, there are other medicines that are, you know, natural medicines that the Native Americans have been using, like different herbs and, you know, different practices. So all of those things are much more beneficial in the long run to decrease the likelihood of you needing emergency medicine in the end, you know, or later in life. So it's up to, you know, everybody needs to kind of like get familiar with some of the other alternatives and like, you know, lifestyle is super important with that too, as far as like what you're ingesting into your physical body, what you're ingesting into your awareness and your attention, because all of that makes a big difference on how our nervous system is functioning, how we are feeling, how we are sleeping, how we are digesting our food, how we are making energy in ourselves. All of that stuff is related. I love that you just touched on all of the senses because I feel like that's one thing that is not asked from our doctors and the people that are here to help us in the holistic field, which by the way, I was on uh, Dr. Claritha's website and I love the fact that right there on the first page, you, you say the word listen like so many times. And I'm like, yes, like, thank God, because it's like that you understand and you write there on the first page, the importance of listening and understanding that from the client's perspective, they are really are naming off all of these things that are wrong. And a lot of times it is connected to all of our different senses in different ways. So one other aspect of your business and a huge part of what you do that I love so much is your deeper understanding of the more sensitive people that are on the planet. So I'm talking like empaths, people with um, HSP, we hear the word like worker thrown around a lot. So I would love uh, if you could speak to that and maybe for those even listening right now who really don't understand these terms what do they mean? How are they different? How do you work to sort of serve these people as well? Yeah. Um, thank you for bringing that up. Cause yeah, that's a very important part of like who I'm here to serve. And so we hear like in the last couple of years, we've heard a lot more about like HSPs, which just stands for highly sensitive person. And in a lot of ways, it is very similar to an empath. You know, they're, they're, they're just words, but those are people who tend to be more aware of the subtle sensory information around them. So they may, may be more, they may be more impacted by, you know, the sounds in their environment, the, the type of lighting, whether it's flickering or not, the smells and whether somebody's perfume is like super overwhelming to them or just the feeling of fabric, you know, different fabrics on their skin. They're just very, there's a heightened sense of, of awareness in what type of information their body is processing since by 
from a sensory perspective. And so in a lot of ways, the HSPs and the empaths kind of like, those are similar, I would say they're similar worlds in a way. Empaths can, I feel like empaths just like feel a little bit more because there's a, you know, kind of goes back to the clear senses conversation and there's different ways people experience more heightened information coming through certain ways, whether it's visually, auditorily, um, physically. And so empaths in general, just, I think, feel a little bit more. Um, That's I I like to call it a superpower because a lot of people are like, oh my God, I'm an empath. And I'm like, actually, (laughs) you should be like, yay, I'm an empath. And then figure out how to work with it. (laughs) So um, it's a sense of strength. And um, so there are those, there are those categories of people. And I feel like in the last maybe six months or so, I feel like a lot of what people would call themselves HSPs are now saying like, okay, so now I've been diagnosed with certain things like ADD or ADHD. So I think there's a really, interesting thing happening right now of people who have been historically um, looked at with a little like a little bit of a side eye and been like okay they're a little weird they like (laughs) they do these little things because their senses are getting overwhelmed at certain times but there's also an acknowledgement that like this is something that we can work with and it is a benefit in a way because follow me here. <laughs> when I when I use the term light worker, I feel like the the term light worker and like empath or HSP, those things can kind of intersect a little bit because of the ability, your ability to be able to sort through more subtle information that maybe like an average person can't. Your ability to tap into that and to kind of um be able to read it in a way and acknowledge it is actually part of what a light worker is here to understand for themselves in a deeper, maybe more spiritual way for some people and to share with other people to help elevate like consciousness and humanity in general. So a light worker, see if I can bridge this together. So a light worker is a person who is here to like elevate the planet, whether it is just from their beingness and like who they are and like the essence of who they are around their family or their friends and their community, or if they're like doing a certain job, you know, just to support people, whether it's a doctor or like the person bagging your groceries or, you know, the person that is teaching your children. There, there is a capacity for healing and light and well-being and elevation and like open an opening of consciousness that they hold. And so when you have a light worker who has extrasensory gifts and whether that is an empath or an HSP, it allows them to have a deeper understanding of what is important, what is for them and how they can sort of transmute the energy in a way that is beneficial to everybody. Hmm. I love that whole explanation because I remember the day that I heard about empath, I was listening to a health, a, a holistic podcast. And this is actually, I've actually never told the story before, but this is how I started off on my whole entire spiritual path because I was listening to that podcast and this woman started talking about an empath in how sometimes, I mean, she was telling all these different examples, but one of them is she said that empaths always just try to make other people feel better because they just want to feel okay because they feel what the other person is feeling. And I'm like, oh my God, that's my life all day long. Like, 
I just want to say that that's huge to be able to understand that. And so many people I know that will listen to this episode will hear those examples and maybe have that same connection the same way I say like, oh my God, there's a word for what I'm always feeling all of the time. Let me Google this now. Let me dive more into this energy. So I'd love to know your story about how did you, was there any point on your path where you realized like somebody helped you to realize that you are an empath? Yeah, I haven't talked about this in a while. I was work, I think... I can't remember at what point this was in my acupuncture career, but um, I was working with a coach and she was like a spiritual mentor. And I was telling her about like the anxiety and like, you know, just the anxiety that I would get in like places where there were a lot of people. And I really didn't want to be in places where there are a lot of people because it just felt, you know, like my anxiety would just like ramp up. And she, she just hit, she just like straight out hit me with it. She was like, Clarita, you're an empath. And I was like, what? (laughs) And like all of a sudden, everything made sense. I was like, I'm just feeling all the feels of all the people in the room, good or bad or good and bad. And it was just too much. And I didn't know how to like process it. I didn't know how to like protect myself energetically. I didn't know how to like ground myself in a way that was beneficial to me and or like, you know, all the things that I talk about in a lot of different ways. But it was just like that, like she called me out, (laughs) which was good. And it just like every like kind of like your moment too. I was just like, wow, all right, that makes so much sense. And now we get to learn how to work with this. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what happened to me. And it really just opened the floodgates to everything else. It was like, oh my God, like that's what this is. And I'm not a weirdo. And I don't need to have two glasses of wine right when I walk in a place just to chill the F out. There's just something else happening here. So it really was just this eye opening experience. So I would love to know what are because you have this deeper purpose, I can see it all over your Instagram and everything that you do with the deeper work that you do. What are some of your deeper beliefs that drive the work that you I really like over the past few years, especially like over the past few years, since like 2020, like one of the things that I'm just the biggest proponent of is reminding people that they are sovereign unto themselves, because I see so many people give their power away to their family or their friends, you know, because they're, they don't want to like make people mad or offend anybody in a certain way, or they just go along with choices that maybe aren't in their highest and greatest good because the like people in the community are doing them. And, you know, I'm, you know, always being the black sheep. I'm always like, okay, <laughs> this is your time to really reclaim your power in like who you are as a unique individual and as an expression of divine light. And you have to, you have to you have to walk the, you have to walk the walk really. And so stop doing the things that you don't want to do <laughs> and really just come home to yourself, be sovereign to yourself. That is one of the things that I'm like on fire about. (laughs) And secondarily is just helping people, like helping support people through their spiritual awakening, because it can feel like a very, like you said, it can feel like very crazy, it can feel like a very crazy place (laughs) and a very lonely place sometimes. And so helping people navigate their spiritual awakening and feel good in their body at the same time is really important. It was a really important thing that I, I tried to, you know, support people in the best way I can. So if you could only prescribe like one thing to all of us out here to get our shit together and help us be more sane in these crazy times, what would that be? I think I would have to say meditation and whatever way it looks for you is great, but getting into some sort of stillness practice, I think is 
so vital to being able to turn off all the external voices and to really tune in to what your voice is saying, into what your heart is saying, into what is the next best thing for you, or just to be still with who you are right now. Because we get so, the world is loud. The world is super noisy and it's super distracting. And it is, it is meant, it is, it is set up in a way to like have you like disassociate from yourself. So you're not paying attention to what is going on in your heart and what your, those intuitive nudges are saying. And so when you're able to get still, and so for some people, it's like, you know, sitting down and like, Oh, you know, and other people, it's like going for a walk in the woods or whatever. Um, it's just find that place, find that space where you can hear yourself. Oh my God. I cannot tell you. Yes. Like you just said that the world is set up in a way to get us to disassociate from ourselves that, oh my God, like that is literally life. And so it's a journey to reconnecting with our soul and reconnecting to ourselves. And I love that you said meditation because that's literally like the core of what I believe as well is we can get quiet enough to just feel ourselves. Um, that's when the change starts to take place. And that's when things start to move in a different direction. So I know that at about this time, everybody's already Googling you, searching you like, who is this person that is a doctor, understands impasse, HSP, and all of the things, what is going on? So how can, um, well, I should ask first, what are some of the services that you offer? So if you are local, which you can find on my, I'm changing my website, but um, I just moved out of Chicago to Northwest Arkansas. That could be a whole nother podcast on why, but anyway, <laughs> on my website, if you're local, I, I do in-person sessions for acupuncture. I do insert in in-person sessions for Reiki chakra readings, which are not like regular Reiki. It's like quantum Reiki. Cause I can like get information from your chakra centers. Um, but I also do that virtually too. So if you are not local to me, I can still kind of tap into your chakra system and give you information and connect with like your higher self and your guides and do that type of wonderful stuff and share with you what is kind of going on in a more subtle and divine aspect of yourself. Um, I have um, recently just joined Insight Timer, which is a free meditation app. So if you want to follow me there, um, I love meditation. Like we were just saying, it changed my life. So I'm like all for that. Um, and then I also have like some workshops and courses and things and all of that's available on like, you can find me on Instagram and, you know, there's different things for different people, but, um, I love doing live workshops too. So occasionally I'll throw them up on like my socials and be like, Hey, I'm doing a workshop, a live workshop for this. Come join me. Um, but, uh, those are kind of the main things. And I also do mentoring. So, you know, working one-on-one -on -one with people. So I love that part because then you can really get in deep to the nitty gritty. Yes. And if there's one thing that there's a lot of things that 2020 taught us, but if there's one good thing it taught us, it really is that we can connect with each other in these virtual ways energetically because there is no time and space in the quantum field. And we can connect to people and help them heal through Reiki, through connecting with our higher selves and through our chakras and stuff like that. So if you're somebody who's listening to this and you've never had that experience, I promise you, I've done it myself with people that at first I thought, oh, no way. There's no way I could do a Zoom with someone. They can like do some Reiki on me, but holy smokes, it's almost more, more powerful. Like it's just so 
next level. So I highly encourage everybody to check her out online. What what are some of your handles where we can find you? So on Instagram, that's where I hang out the most because it's fun. <laughs> I'm Jade Path Medicine and my website is Jade Path Acupuncture. So those are probably the two the two places and YouTube is Jade Path Medicine too. So I'm trying I'm starting to get more active on YouTube. So, you know, <laughs> a mix of all the mind body things. You're just going to totally blow up. Like, I know it because you already are. It's just, you're so funny. Like you have, so, you are the gifts, the things that you make are just so hilarious. You keep me going. Like I literally check your IG a couple times a week. Like I'm just like at, you know, Jade Path Medicine. Um, what is she up to? Because why we need that. Like we need, you know, these people who are sort of with these uplifting kind of gifts and kind of can joke about the thing, crazy shit that's happening. And at the same time, still offer the medicine that you give. So I just thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being with me today and with my listenership. And I know people will be out there looking for you. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. Thank you for listening to the She's a God podcast. Tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at this is Jen Torres for all of the latest. And remember, she is a God and so are you.